and lean to the point of thinness. She looked a little harassed today, but that was nothing new. Her light brown hair, thinning a little, was coming adrift from the pins. At thirty-five, the prettiness that had once been hers was fading. "'Sitting out there with your ears flapping?' she said. "'Just because you've finished at the Mellors doesn't mean you've done for the day. "'Your father'll be in soon, and there's water to be drawn and vegetables to bring in, "'so I suggest you get busy, or you'll find yourself in trouble too. "'I've enough to do with your brother.' "'Yes, mother.' "'At once Lily turned and started across the yard to the well. "'And what are you eating?' "'Lily turned back to face her. "'A pear.' Where'd you get it? Mrs. Mellor gave it to me. Oh, I suppose she thinks I don't feed you enough, is that it? Well, throw it away, otherwise you won't want any dinner. Lily did as she was told. She would have liked to take a final bite, but she knew better. And drawing back her hand, she threw the half-eaten fruit into the straggling bit of shrubbery beside the lawn. As she did so, her stepmother turned her back on the window and moved out of sight. After Lily had drawn a pail of water, she stood for some moments beside the well, leaning against the upright. She was a girl of just above medium height. She had dark brown hair and dark eyes, but a very fair skin, and in her regular features was the promise of a nascent beauty. Of late, her coltish form had begun to soften. She had turned fifteen just a month before, on July the 2nd. She sighed, absently wiping her juice-stained hand over her pinafore. On the early August breeze, she heard the chimes from the church clock striking the hour of five. Her father would be in before too long. From where she stood beside the well, she could look to the right and see almost to the end of the long garden path and the area at its foot that passed for an orchard. She turned her attention to the house again. It was a small, twenty-five-year-old dwelling that had been built in the second year of Victoria's reign. It had red brick walls and a tiled roof, and stood four square on its little plot in Hawthorne Lane, a lane that went nowhere where horse-drawn vehicles were concerned, for the way ended in a stile, beyond which green meadows stretched away towards the next village. Her eyes and ears focused on the window, Lily could no longer see or hear anything that passed inside the kitchen, though she could well imagine the tongue-lashing that Tom was still receiving. The worst of it was, it would not end with their stepmother's anger, an anger that often seemed to spring from nowhere, and with the least provocation. The end would come when their father returned from the factory. "'Lily?' Mrs. Clare had appeared again at the window. Lily straightened. Yes, mother. I'd be grateful if you'd finished drawing the water, Mrs. Clare said, her voice full of irritation. And sometime today would be as well. Dora's got to have her wash in case you'd forgotten and there's the vegetables to be got ready. Yes, mother. Coming right away. Later, Lily was setting the table for the evening meal, the main meal of the day. She... Her brother, stepmother and small half-sister were in the kitchen, the room where the whole family congregated. Mrs. Clare was sitting sewing in the light from the window, 
a little nest of stockings in her lap. Near her feet, her daughter Dora, a placid five-year-old, now washed by Lily and wearing her nightdress ready for bed, sat cooing over her doll. Tom was sitting on a three-legged stool beneath the long case clock, nervously shifting and stretching a piece of string between his fingers. Tension was evident in every sinew of his body. On the soft summer air, footsteps sounded in the yard, and after a few moments they heard Mr. Clare open the back door and enter the scullery. At the sound of her father's steps, Lily looked across at her brother. Their stepmother did likewise, in the same moment hissing in a whisper, "'Yes, my lad, you might well look concerned.' Seeing the apprehension in Tom's eyes, it was all Lily could do not to move to him, but she remained standing by the table waiting.